0: 99 at gmail.com, reach out on Facebook at Quadcast, or online at drquadjo.ca. Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Quedro Karamante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Quadcast Nation, welcome back. This is a mini-cast talking about Walk for Canada's Youth, this event that was spearheaded by Irvin student. This guy is a member of the Institute for 21st Questions. He's the editor in chief of Global Brief Magazine, and he's a chair of the Worldwide Commission to Educate All Kids Post-Pandemic. He's an innovator. He's a great thinker. And you're going to hear this conversation about how we can re-energize our youth, advocate for our youth during this time, because, you know, what's happening right now, whether it's school closures, whether it's not having our kids involved in activities, it's having a dramatic impact on their overall well-being. So before jumping into this episode, just want to give some love to Solving Wellness. This initiative we're so proud of, virtual online workouts, virtual online fitness classes, yoga, cooking classes, nutrition tips, sleep advice. How to manage stress. We address it all. It's meant for healthcare providers so we can take care of our patients the best ways we know how. Go to solvingwellness.com. $99 for the year, $9.99 per month. First month is free. This is our attempt to change the boogie, yo, for real. Okay, guys. So without further ado, let's jump on this mini cast, Irvin Student. Irvin Student, welcome to the podcast. It is an absolute pleasure.
1: It's a real pleasure, and thanks for your uh, hospitality and energy, Quajo.
0: hundred percent. Listen, Walk for Canada's Youth, this, this event is happening on June 19th, and I, I couldn't help to catch my eye. We've been, we've been doing our best to advocate for our kids locally, but this seemed to be the first initiative or the only initiative I've seen that's uh, attempting to do something at a national level. Tell me about this thing.
1: Well, Quadro, I I, um, I need not say to yourself and, and colleagues and listeners that are young people, let's say ages four to 25, have been the most, most neglected and forgotten over the last year and a half of the pandemic. Leave aside the pandemic as such. Uh, in this country, where you and I have enjoyed, I think, beautiful childhoods, and which is known for uh, providing all of the goods, the public goods of a great childhood and rearing, all the trappings of of a wonderful set of first years. Uh, All of this has apparently collapsed over the last year and a half and no one is addressing our young people. They obviously cannot speak for themselves, they're young. They do not vote in most numbers. They are obviously in families and households, in many cases on screens. We must address them directly, we must give them spirit, we must give them energy, we must let them dream again. Dreaming is essential. Right now their dreams are blocked, they're told not to dream, they don't have access. And leave aside the depressing part, it's just inappropriate in Canada this should be happening, both in terms of our history, and, both, and also in terms of what's happening in other civilized countries and less advanced countries. So the purpose of the first ever walk for Canada's youth is La Marche pour la Jeunesse Canadienne, is that on Saturday, June 19th, we will all be gathering across the country, and we'll go through some details, I presume, to walk for our young people, ages 4 to 25, our athletes, our students, our young musicians, actors, poets, writers, artists, our uh, young professionals, our varsity athletes, our young doctors dentists lawyers teachers so that they may again show their colors they are the summer they are the fall and the future is theirs if we want to have
0: a country wow man you're motivating me to get out of my chair right now listen like first of all i really commend you for being uh, advocating for the youth because i as i mentioned before they've been forgotten in in our pandemic response completely especially in the context in ontario with our schools remaining closed um just a little bit more detail, like how's, how's this going to look on June 19th? Like when we say a walk, like how, what's, the, what's the process?
1: So let me just put a few things directly on the table to disabuse people of any complexes. First of all, it's entirely apolitical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a declaration of existence. We will march in a decentralized fashion across the huge country, uh, yourself and colleagues in the greater Ottawa area different parts, I and and colleagues and friends and children in the GTA, others in Whitehorse, Vancouver, St. John's, Laval, and, and Yellowknife. We will walk in our teams, in our clubs, in our school colors, with our bands, our groups, our orchestras, our families and friends. It is important that we walk in large numbers and that we walk with purpose, but the actual pathway, the path of, of, the, of the walk is entirely decentralized. So in the GTA, we're not marching on Queen's Park or Nathan Phillips Square. In Ottawa, you're not marching on Parliament Hill. And in Quebec City, you're not marching on the Assemblée Nationale. Unless you wish to, everyone will walk to their local arena, park, baseball diamond, basketball court, cricket pitch, or Parliament Hill, or Queen's Park and the parks generally. We work with our team colors. Uh, I'm part of the s- soccer community, for instance, having grown up, which is the largest sporting community in the country. I expect all the teams and clubs of the country to walk to their local fields or parks or major intersections. We will have hashtags Summer is ours, fall is ours, the future is ours. I mean, the kids. And similarly, en francais. C'est la marche pour la jeunesse canadienne, on le partout au pays, en anglais en français, across all the sports, across all the conditions of youth, from age four to university, because college and university students have also been entirely neglected. They cannot dream and have been almost forbidden from dreaming. Through, largely through the foolishness of our response, not through meant cruelty. But let us open up the, the, the arteries... And let them dream again and let that never be stopped again. We are mar- asserting ourselves for the summer. We are preparing a proper return in all respects to a beautiful childhood in the fall, in schooling, in sports and extracurricular activities, in all of the things that make a Canada a wonderful place for young people.
0: Man, uh, I'm feeling that energy right now. And, and what, like what time will, they, will this take place, for example?
1: Quadro, it'll be uh, 11 a.m. At any part of, in any part of the country, whether you're in St. John's or you're in central Canada or you're on mountain time, Pacific time. 11 a.m. is the start date. Now, uh, I'm a late riser, so it might be 11.15. And the soccer community is always late to practice, so it might, we might start at noon. But there will be numbers, and I expect energy, and I am looking, fellow Canadians. Chef Canadian, Canadiens, Canadiens partout au pays. Je suis à la recherche de ceux et celles qui jouissent d'énergie. We are looking for energies, like yourself, Kwadro. I think that's how we connected originally. Energy, I feel a burst of energy. We are highly de-energized in the human sense in this country, and we look uh, not only passive and indolent, but completely demobilized compared to our American brethren, the Israelis, the Brits, the Chinese, the Russians. They're all energetic. And where's ours? It must come from our youth, and we must do it on behalf of our youth. So I'm looking, uh, and, and, I, and thank you for the opportunity on your, on your wonderful podcast, I'm looking for those fellow organizers in a decentralized way, the nodes of energy who say, yeah, I got a big club. I got five teams. I know people in the tennis community. I, of course, our, our wonderful hockey community. I expect us to walk. It is entirely apolitical. It is a statement of uh, existence of the massive constituency of young people across the country. And it is intended, of course, part of the choreography, implicit no less, is to change the plane of decision-making from the virtual to the physical, where, of course, we live. We live and die in the physical. And our kids are to live, they are to live and we need to give them energy and we need to shake the boots of the people who don't imagine that this constituency is as vibrant and huge as it is uh, over the summer and into the fall.
0: You know, and something you, you, you mentioned that really, I, I think is absolutely true, like that lack of energy. Like I, even uh, one of the, our uh, guests, the child psychologist, Adrian Matheson, she was saying like one of the scariest things that she's say, seeing is the kids have no motivation. They have wow. no essentially no energy. Like yeah. it's been drained. And I, I, the way we've actually responded, even to within Ontario to the school closure, closures, I think there is that level of complacency, that level of of drained existence like people don't have the energy they're, they're drained yeah. and that's what I like about this is hey let's get that resurgence where, where's our spirit yeah. Where where is that that energy from who we truly are and and be humans again and and I think by doing something like this you know it could I hope it like spur some more dialogue it spurs some more advocacy essentially because what's happening right now is, as far as I'm concerned, is crazy the way we've dealt with our youth.
1: Right. I'm with you 100%. And perhaps I'd even go further, as I mentioned, by phone. I think, uh, in respect of our youth, we are, unfortunately, in a a dark place in terms of public policy decision-making. Some of it, in my view, borders on the criminal. Uh, But short of that, uh, complete negligence or unthinking And how can we do that in such a wonderful country where we've always loved our kids? Everyone loves being a kid here. Uh, But we cannot say to people on the outside, come to Canada, we will guarantee that your child will not get an education. Come to Canada, we guarantee that your child will not be able to play sports in the summer or winter. Come to Canada and we'll make sure that 200,000 kids are not going to school at all, even when we proclaim that people are virtual or in online schooling. Come to Canada, and by the time you're 2025, 20, we will make sure you have no dreams at all. That is uh, the exact opposite of what we are. That is the exact opposite of why our parents came to Canada and people come to Canada. Um, and it is unforgivable for parents, of course. To, to oversee that type of childhood. So we need to reverse that energy. Sane minds will prevail. We will shake the boots of our decision makers who are also in a strange place. They, they themselves are depressed, de-energized, demobilized. We need to bring them back to what they understood perfectly well in early 2020, late 2019. Everyone understood that. Understood that. Summer's for the children. Schools are for the children. The future's for the children. And the children themselves, you're right, they're they they, they they're depressed, demobilized, and we have begun to glorify sleep. You know, sit, be calm, glorify, until you're in mid-20s, at which point you're in the dark place in life. You really have nowhere to go with no energy. So we give them a burst of energy. We hope the arteries clear, and we reassert optimism and dreaming in the Canadian way.
0: I love it. I love it. And, and honestly, Irvin, where, where do you see it going? Like, say... Like if you were to prophesize post-March, do you you think this could be that real, really that catalyst that could start that conversation, re-spark that motivation within our youth? And uh, not only our youth, to be honest with you, like even the decision makers and the adults in this world, like I think that's the potential beauty of this thing is that yes, it could re-energize some of our youth, but I think that could have also some trickle-down effect to some of, uh, some, of, uh, some of people our age and older and, and once again, those decision-makers.
1: Absolutely. I mean, one of the things I think people have underestimated or not realized at all during the pandemic is we've, we as a country have lost our, our rhythm. We've lost the rhythm of life. We don't know whether it's Monday or Tuesday or when the day working day ends or, or, or starts or we don't know whether it's nighttime or morning time. When does vacation start? What is a weekend versus a weekday? All of these things were plain. And part of the rhythm starts, of course, with schools. Once you ruin the meaning of schools, and that's where we are, unfortunately, uh, you, ruin, you kill the central rhythm, the central cadence of Canadian life uh, that we've enjoyed over the last century plus. That cadence takes a long time to build, and it's deep in the bones. As soon as it's lost, we're like zombies. Now, business is the same. When is the coffee shop open? Coffee shop close. When do you go to work? Well, you go to work when you drop your kids off, and you, you, the, school, the, school, the school day signals the, the start of the end of the, the, the weekend. The, the summer starts when, at the end of June when the school season ends. It, it ends in early September. All of that is lost when we begin to uh, invent day-by-day day, uh, life according to a Twitter feed. But that oversees or masquerades large-scale disintegration, disintegration of of energy, disintegration of institutions, quality of life. And before long, we're tweeting, we're Facebooking, but physical life is, is again, disintegrating. And for the youth, it's unforgivable. Uh, They are the source of the energy. They are the future. We must protect them. And here I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about protect them and prepare them for what's to come. We have a moral obligation to make sure that they are prepared for a difficult post-COVID Canada and post-COVID world. So let's reassert that. I see Kwajo as the walk as the first major impulse nationally to get our backs up, to reassert the logic of Canadian life, proper thinking in respect of the youth. The youth themselves will be energized, say, we're not going backwards, we're not going to go to zombie condition later in the summer, and certainly we're not going to accept a compromise fall. In the fall, my expectation, and here I speak to decision makers, is that we pivot towards absolutely spiritful, contentful, excellent education, without condition or compromise. We have to double down on that, uh, like a national mission, because we're so behind. So this is the beginning of a larger choreography, uh, but it is, of course, intended to, to fulfill, I think, an adult duty to our, our youngest.
0: Man, I love it. What well, you said too. I really hope it comes to fruition. Like proper decision making. We've. This is something that I've. I, I mean, I personally have an interest in general when it comes to decision making, especially within medicine. But what I have witnessed as somebody that is late to the advocacy game is, wow, these decision making is not has has not been data driven. It's been too much on the political side and. I mean, I can't think of a better way to put it. It's like, I feel like we've lost our minds. I feel like we've lost our way. We've lost our values. Like, or, or if we, or, I don't know if we lost our values or we just are not paying attention to our values. Or maybe our values are like, who cares and for the kids? But that's not the way you and I were raised. That's not the way most Canadians were, were raised. That's right. That's right. This would, none of this would be acceptable or even thinkable
1: for any Canadian raised over the last several decades in what I think is is one of the most wonderful countries in the world. Mm. And you're right. We've lost our mind in the sense of the disorientation that I suggested now prevails. We we don't know which way is right, which way is left. So that when I say this is one of the things that bothers me most, that there are 200,000 Canadian kids not in school at all, neither in physical or virtual, Mm -hmm. um, it's a catastrophe. And yet, in the blur of this disorientation, it means nothing. 20%, 25% effective unemployment means nothing. Kids disintegrating with no schooling, no extracurricular activities, no energy means nothing. We need to reassert the rhythm of the daily day, of the daily, of the daily uh, uh, grind. The summer, the seasons, institutions, our vocabulary needs to change. No more contentless sentimentality. No more zombie language. It must be purposive, delivered, and consequential. Yeah. Firm timelines, firm goals. And if you don't deliver the goals, you resign, or I consider you not a serious person. We need action for the kids. For the kids, we need mobilization. We don't need more what I call Twitter and uh, princesses and, and princes. We need action on the ground, door to door. Our teaching class must be heroic. Our principals must be heroic. Our political leaders must understand that they are preparing tomorrow or they will go down in ignominy. The, the same in, in the sports community. We have a, a brilliant hockey community. Where are they? I expect them to come out in mass because you are a a part of the national identity, the teams, the clubs. This is for you. The soccer community, huge. The tennis community, the cricket, the basketball community, the volleyball, the rug. I'll even allow a few bowlers to come out. Uh, But no more than two bowling bowling,
0: clubs. Lawn bowling.
1: One lawn bowling club maximum. Uh, Our track stars, our rugby players, our golfers, our tennis players, out 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 I, am, I love you all um, I live to, to hear that rhythm of play of competition of, of uh, work of preparation of strategy of thinking of disappointment of glory all of these things are so obvious it's just that uh, Kwajo over the last year and a half if I may we have collapsed As a country, particularly our, our, if I may, our our political decision-making professional elites have collapsed under pressure, and we've proven ourselves to not be an extremely uh, reflective and thinking bunch in the main compared to other countries. Untested, we've failed with the test. Now, we've not collapsed, but next time we will collapse, and we may yet collapse. So we need to heroically remobilize Right. Think across all the systems. In my view, COVID is by now the minor, the minor, I repeat of about six or seven crises in our country. We need to mobilize on all fronts. Other countries are way ahead of us. And if we don't get our young people ready, they will get destroyed by these other countries that have invested or over invested in education in preparation because they know what it means to not be prepared for tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, Having that force, foresight at this point is is what we need our leaders to ha- need. Uh, what we need from our leaders to to really think about how our our kids, they you know their education, their their physical health, their 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 overall well being, their spirit. All this stuff leads to the betterment of our country, and we don't want to, as you say, we don't want to lag behind and. And you, and moreover, we just want to be provide our kids with the best care, the best future that we can. And I, I commend you, Irvin, for for really spearheading this thing. Uh, and once again, let, let's just recap for people the date, time, w- w- just so that we we got this right uh, and really get uh, the people motivated to do this. So,
1: Quadro, th- thank you again for the opportunity for your own energy on. Saturday, uh, June the 19th, across the country. Canadians, cher Canadiens, canadiennes, partout au pays, la toute première marche pour la jeunesse canadienne, the first ever walk for Canada's youth. I'm calling on all young Canadians ages 4 to 25. Let's even make it 4 to 26, 27, or 3 to 27. All athletes all sportsmen and sportswomen, all teams, clubs, societies, soccer players, hockey players, cricketers, basketball players, volleyball players, curlers, chess players, I want the musicians out, our bands, our orchestras, I want the young artists, writers, actors, poets, I want them out, but you must come out not just for a stroll for yourself. This is a public energization as it were, It's a declaration of existence, and we're not going backwards. We exist. We're huge. We're giving energy and optimism. You come in your team colors, in your club colors, march with your fellow teammates, 20 at a time, uh, with your coaches, with your families. Social distance as you see fit. That's not the point. We are walking together outside, and we are walking to designated spots organized by leaders in a decentralized way uh, across this marvelous country. So in Ottawa, which has a fantastic sports community, very sophisticated, I know it well, I expect Gloucester to come out. I expect Napine to come out. I expect the the teams to come out in their colors, led and organized. And I expect you to tweet Take pictures. The hashtags are there. Uh, Hashtag fall is ours. Hashtag summer is ours. Hashtag future is ours. And l'équivalent en français. Everything has been tweeted several times. Keep tweeting that out and prepare. Uh, 11 a.m. across the country, Eastern Standard Time, Mountain Time, Pacific Time, uh, Maritimes, and and so on. Uh, And do what you want when you get to your final point. Bring your soccer ball, have a game, juggle, play with your teammates, uh, play, with, play your instruments when you get to the park, go to a major intersection, get horns honking, uh, do your thing, and let the young people never again in this country, ever again be put in a box, right? And after that, let's prepare them for what's to come better than ever. We have a big lag to make up, and then we double down on excellent spirit.
0: Mm. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your advocacy. And what we call it on the show, when someone comes on like this, we call it changing the boogie, changing the narrative, changing the landscape starts with a conversation. And you're doing much more than that, Irvin. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Roger well, a pleasure and have a great weekend.
0: You too. Qualcast Nation. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at Quadcast. Leave any comments at quadcast99 at gmail.com. Check it. Leave us that five-star ratings on iTunes, baby. Helps with the visibility. Leave a review if you feel like it too. Pow! Check it. Solving Wellness. SolvingWellness.com be part of the movement, y'all, healthcare providers. We're going to change that mindset, physical health, your mental health, going to reduce burnout together. And lastly, have a great rest of your week. Quadcast Nation, thanks so much for listening. Peace.